0: Welcome to the Fulfilled After 50 podcast. I am your host, Alice Edgerton, and on this podcast, we are the filling station for creating a life you desire and deserve and being fulfilled to be the best you can be in this season of life. We talk about daily inspiration, encouragement, uplifting for you each and every week. Oh, perfect. Well, we're bringing you on as a special guest. We're doing a podcast. So I'm actually just rolling this over into our podcast. But I know that you're going to deliver so much value to everybody. So I wanted everybody to have a chance to be able to get to hear you. So this is Steph Esser-y. Is that
1: correct, Steph? That is correct. And a lot of people, as simple as it looks, a lot of people actually get that wrong. So thank you. <laughs> oh,
0: yay. Okay. Well, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do, but I have titled this as, you know, it doesn't matter what season you're in, but in this season that you can always start fresh, start something new, you can learn something
1: new. So I'll just let you like introduce yourself. Sure. So my name is Steph. My name is Steph Essary. I have been married 28 years. I just celebrated my 28th wedding anniversary last evening. And we have five kids. I was in real estate for 22 years. And I stepped out of that about a year ago. And I am also just turning 49. I just turned 49. So I am celebrating my last year into my 40s and yes. I believe that 50s are going to be the best years yet. I have a really good, really good feeling about that. Right. Yes. <laughs> good morning, Cheryl. Cheryl
0: just hopped on. She's a wonderful, amazing lady as well in Missouri. So I would love for you to tell a little bit of your story, Steph.
1: Sure. So there's there's a lot to the story. I think part of two yeah. what I teach teaching coach is about using your story. And for the longest time, I I was very quiet. I was a people pleaser. I was the one that did everything for everybody. And there was a lot that I had on my heart that I wanted to do. But I was just really scared to, to step forward and do some of those things because I think I struggled with it maybe feeling a little selfish as well because I always did what people expected of me as opposed to the things that I really wanted to do. So, I, like I said, I've been married for 28 years. The first 20 years of my life was very, very chaotic. I had a very traumatic childhood. And thank goodness, you know, with God's good grace, I survived that, met my husband right away. And I think at that point in my life, I felt like, my prayers had been answered because when I was younger, I always prayed that I could, you know, escape that home that I would find somebody to love me. And I did just that. So I entered that marriage just, you know, very, it was a struggle, but I, you know, it's been 28 years and it's been a really great marriage. But I think what happened along the way is that I didn't realize that I should have been praying for something else. And that was loving myself. So I always felt like because God had granted me this great marriage, we started, you know, we started building a family and having kids. I found real estate, um, which was something I did enjoy for a long time, but it wasn't what I necessarily wanted to do. And I felt that if I wanted anything more, it meant that I was ungrateful for what was given to me. And Ah. so (laughs) that is the way that I lived my life for many years was that, you know, if I said I wanted to do this or I wanted more, that that I was being ungrateful for the gifts that were given to me. And so that was a struggle. I fought that for a very long time. And the funny thing is, when I came to a point where a couple of years ago, I lost some very important women in my life. They were 43 and 56. They both died suddenly. I wow. think that put things into perspective that it was now or never. And that if I really wanted to go back and do some of these things that, you know, I had been just aching to do for a long time, that I had to start moving in that direction. And the funny thing is, is that when I did open up to my husband and those closest to me that, you know what, babe, I've been doing real estate for the last 22 years, but I want to write, I want to coach, I want to teach, I want to speak. And his, it didn't happen, the conversation didn't really happen the way that I envisioned it in my mind. He was like, what's taking you so long? (laughs) Just just Ah. do it. (laughs) And so I had just been building this up in my brain that I was going to let people down. And just this amazing thing happened as I started moving in the direction that, you know, my heart was taking me, my children were happier, my husband was happier, and it just opened me up to meeting some incredible people as well. So the things that were holding me back for so long, or that I thought were holding me back was just one thing, and that was myself. (laughs) So I think uh, many of us fight against that, you know, we just moved in our way. Yeah.
0: And sometimes, you know, the fear, it paralyzes us, right? So Mm -hmm. when we're trapped in that fear, it's like sometimes we are robbed of those blessings that are on the other side of that fear that we just are scared to take that leap, not knowing that we can't see it. But that's what uh, God means by faith, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just believing and not actually seeing what we need to just trust him for. So what is this new
1: season for you and what are you doing? So like I said, I was in real estate for 22 years and I enjoyed it. It was something I did really well. So it was something I was comfortable with. But in the last year or so of that career, I began coaching. And I realized that I really loved coaching. I I loved seeing people open up and realize their dreams and getting really excited about something that maybe they didn't even think was a possibility before. But I found during that time, too, that the ones I loved coaching the most were women of a certain age, you know, those of us that were older, that had been home and had been raising their families for the last 20 years or working in corporate America. And so that really lit something under me. Like I loved working with these women. So I expanded a little bit just to work with women over 40 who were looking to just start a career for the first time, build a business for the first time, or even do anything for the first time. And Mm -hmm. that it's not too late to do some of those things, It was running their first 5K. Of course, I couldn't train them for that. (laughs) I could (laughs) help with the mindset, but as far as running, I was, you know, you have to go with someone else. But just the idea of seeing them excited because so many of them felt like their time had passed or it's selfish or I need to focus now on my children, you know, in college or grandkids or whatever that may be. So that was the beginning of it. And so I started moving in that direction. I started. My podcast, Second Half Success Secrets, because that was what I was passionate about. And then some other things started happening that I was helping them tell their story. And that became a big part of what I just wanted to get up every morning and do, because I think that there's a lot of power in sharing our story, and that God has bestowed each of us with these gifts, whatever that may be, whether it be teaching somebody to sew, or teaching somebody to craft, or, you know, whatever that is, each one of us has that, and that right. there's a story attached to that. And when right. we put those things together, that we're able to impact, impact others lives. And I think that's an incredible thing. You know, we find, feel like when our kids are growing, we've done impacting lives. And I think there's so much to us. So then I started building this course and membership that I'm still working on, which is all about telling your story and using your story and those unique gifts that you have in order to impact lives, but your yourself because you want to do that. You want to impact your family's lives financially, but also impact others. And um, there's so much purpose to be found in that. And that's, you know, that's what I'm working towards and also writing. I I am a writer. I've been a writer since I was a little girl, and it's something that everybody thought I would be a published author. By the time I was 18, I went to college for journalism. I wanted to be a journalist and travel the world, but I fell in love, you know, and and Uh things just happened. So it's like I'm taking out these old dreams and dusting them off, and it's been so exciting and just I don't know. It, it liberating to realize that something that I thought was laid to rest twenty years ago is very much possible, and that's what I'm helping these other women do as well. And it's just been—I don't know—it's—it's it's been exciting, and it's just—it's yeah. just incredible that I'm moving in the direction that I'm in.
0: So when a woman is coming to you and she just sort of feels like she's in a funk, and you know maybe just comfortable and the life that she's had before she doesn't know anything else how do you really dig into her stuff like do you take them through some kind of um, activity to find out what is your purpose how do you get to somebody's real purpose when they say well this is all i've ever done this is all i've ever known i don't have anything else left
1: I know. And, you know, and a lot of women feel that way. Most of the ones okay. that, you know, have come to me have an idea, kind of an inkling of, of what they want to do. But I've discovered and just talking to friends and in talking to other women that don't know, there's so much that just comes to light when you're having a conversation with them. Tell me about your family. Tell me about the things that you love to do. Tell me about the things that you want to do. And you see a change in their demeanor. You'll see mm-hmm. their face light up you'll see yeah. a difference in the way that they speak and the way that they hold their head and then you lean into that because i've worked with you know a couple of people i've talked to them that they get to the point where you know i love decorating and i love sharing this with other people i love cooking and i love sharing my recipes it could be something as simple as that and then they find that maybe go ahead Lost you for a (laughs) minute. I don't know if it's my internet or yours, but, um, and like I said, a lot can be exposed in that initial conversation about, tell me who you are, the things that you love to do. Tell me about something maybe, you know, you used to do that at 20 years old, what did you envision your life as? Because I think a lot of people like myself feel like if I go back to that time and say that at 20, I really wanted to do this and I didn't get a chance to, then that's saying that I haven't been happy being a mother or being a wife or uh, doing this and doing that. And so you discover a lot about people just in that initial conversation, because you want to find out about the things that really do ignite that passion in them and that yeah. really make their their face light up. And I think a lot of people are, are scared to dive that deep into it because yeah. they do feel like I can't do that. You know, that would make me feel that would make me look like it hasn't mattered what I've done in the last 20 or 30 years. And that's not at all it. there's so many of us that put dreams aside to care for our families. And now that we've pushed our children out there to, you know, to live their own dreams, why can't we go back? Why can't we rediscover some of the things that we wanted to do? It doesn't matter that you're not 20 anymore, that you're 40 or that you're 50. You're still very capable. And if anything, I think you're even more capable because we have so many more skill sets that we've developed through the years. We have all of these experiences that we can use, you know, in our favor. And there's so many things that we can do. But people are scared to really think about it because they feel like. If I lay out everything that I want to do or that I'm excited about, I can't do that. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. I'm this. I'm that. And they just push it right back in there when there's so much that can just be discovered about people if they just lay it all out there and say, yes, if money wasn't an issue, if time wasn't an issue, if this wasn't an issue, these are the things that I'd love to be doing. And yeah. then say... Well, why aren't you and why can't you? And then we start to dig deeper into trying to implement certain things that can start moving them in that direction.
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of us also think about what will other people think, you know, What if we fail? What if we go and start this thing and then we fail? What will somebody think? Well, I mean, it it took a lot for me just to not worry anymore, whatever, what anybody else thought for for sure. It's like you just have to go out and do whatever like God has put in you as your calling to just go do and forget what everybody else thinks. And I think a lot of times too, like we talked about, you know, on your podcast, is we do go into compare Well yeah. that person hurt- doing that. I can never do it like they do it. And, um, you know, they're just, they have more of an education than me. And I think within as women, especially this season is we crawl in our little shell again and it's hard to break that shell open. And I think that's a lot comes into play where we just really have to, um, think grow as individuals right yes and and work on ourselves it's like every day we can learn a new skill it's like I don't care how old we are right my parents live in a retirement home and really like the average age is well my parents are 86 but their average age is like some in there are 90 one just turned 100 but they, they take like um lifelong learning classes. It's like, you know, as as long as you're able to move, you're able to still learn.
1: Right. And that's, you know, I think about my grandmother and I think that's why so many of us in this particular generation do hesitate a lot because we look at our grandparents and by the time our grandparents were our age, they slowed down significantly. The most of them they accepted the season that they were in because of their group, their families, they thought, okay, this is it. Now I need to settle in and just be a grandmother. I need to just, you know, tend to my garden, which can be wonderful in itself. But I think that we put ourselves in this position where this is it because our grandparents showed us that this was it. And, yeah. you know, my grandmother slowed down significantly and that always it's sad in me because the more she slowed down, I think her life expectancy, you know, went down as well because wow. she had um, she had arthritis. She had all of these things. And if she would have gotten up and moved around a little bit more or did some things that maybe her life would have been different. And and that's sad to me because she had incredible gifts, these gifts yeah. that you know, other people would mm-hmm. have just been blessed to have known. But she settled into the life that she expected you know, it to be in her 40s and 50s, and just really never did anything else. And, you know, it's interesting the way that you said that, that we do constantly compare ourselves to others. And that's, that's human nature. We all do it. I do it. Um, I know that I've met some people that are at the top of their game, and they do it. But what you have to remember is you're the only way that can do it the way that you can do it. And right. there are people that are going to connect with you. There are people that are going to look at you and listen to you and say, she gets it. Yes. Yeah, maybe she didn't finish college. I didn't either. You know, maybe she does question herself. Hey, I do that. And so I think that's what you have to think about. You're not going to appeal to, you know, 3 billion people. You're just not right. going to. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. plenty of people I do not like listening to. But there's your people, your tribe. And you're going to touch them in ways that you cannot even imagine. But again, you're not going to be able to do that unless you put yourself out there. And I'm right. telling you, they're waiting for you. <laughs> they're yeah. waiting for you.
0: Yeah, I had a coach, and I mean, his words like constantly leave an impact on me. Um, it was about four years ago, but he said, "Alice, be different. Yeah, be different. Be the one that stands out. Do." do it differently. And I don't know if you saw the picture that was going around on Facebook, but it was J-Lo. And so it had J-Lo on, on her pole. <laughs> she oh, was... Of uh, <laughs> course, j Lo's 50, and then it had the golden, the golden girls.
1: girls. Yes. <laughs> ah! it's, true, though. it's true. You think about 20 or 30 years ago, what 40 or 50 meant. Like I said, my mother's generation and my grandmother's generation And it looked totally different, you know, than we look now. It really does. But I think we're willing to push the envelope a little bit more than the generations before us. We're willing to try more and not be willing to just settle. And that's, that's an incredible thing. So imagine what it's going to be like for our kids, you know, our daughters and our granddaughters, and there's just so much that they're going to be able to achieve because now we're We're paving the way, you know, we're pushing forward. Not that I'll be on that pole anytime soon, but (laughs) I think that, you know, I'm making 40 or 50 look good. (laughs) All
0: right. I look at that and I I think, okay, well, you know, we could get like going to compare it (laughs) as much right there. Like I'm 55. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't look like that at 50. But it also puts me in another mental space as like, I need to, you know, keep on that self-care journey, yeah. keep myself better today than I was yesterday because it does really it impacts the, the way that we're able to care for our family and others down the road too. So I look at J Lo I'm like, okay, I gotta take care of myself too. Right? <laughs>
1: we're we're we may be a little bit behind
0: you know <laughs> a little bit behind there. but i don't know if you've seen you know like that bodybuilder
1: woman who is like she's 80 oh, 80 yes and she's beautiful and it, uh, it really is just about how well you take care of yourself yeah yes, she, it is. She started working out at 70 i'm like yes at that time But see, it's stories like that. And I think that's what's important about your group and about what I'm trying to do, too, is we have to share more stories like that. And the more stories you share, just like, you know, that meme resonated with you or that bodybuilder resonated with you. And you're like, yes, (laughs) goals. I think the more stories we put out there, the more women we touch. And they're able to look at that and say, hey, if she can do it, why can't I? And we all have different things that we struggle with, of course, but it just puts things in perspective and gets us moving. Whereas maybe we would have laid in bed a few extra hours this morning had we not seen that.
0: Yes. I think, you know, really the, the main focus that I try to teach these ladies in here also is when they're coming up against any kind of struggle, any kind of identity, Um, any pains, loss, whatever you are feeling, like the first thing to do is just journal. Sometimes if we don't even know who we are anymore, just when we just sit down in the morning in a quiet space of five minutes and just journal, journal your thoughts, journal where you want to live, who, what do you want to do, where do you want to travel? It's like when you write it down, it's like that those thoughts just create, um, some like hashtag goals I use, right? (laughs) Like like write them down. And then what do you need to do to get to that, that you are looking at getting to?
1: Right. And I, I've journaled since I was little, so I can talk all day long about the, the healing and what, how cathartic it can be and it was how I coped. Um, like I said, I had a very traumatic childhood. There was a lot of abuse there. And I would write, and I had notebooks upon notebooks filled with first poetry and short stories, and then just writing about how I felt. And I don't think if I if I wouldn't have had that as a coping mechanism when I was younger, I don't know where I would have been. So I always encourage women, I encourage my children, you know, to write yeah. down how they're feeling because as much as you know i love my kids and i i want to keep open communications mom's not always going to understand your spouse is not always going to understand but there's always that book in your own words. And there's just so much power in that. So I highly encourage women to, to use those journaling methods to, you know, work through the things that they're struggling with now. And also when you're looking at it, like you said, you can write steps as to this is where I'm at now. This is where I want to be. What are those things I need to do to be able to move in that direction? And that's one of the best things that you can do.
0: Yes. So I think, you know, one of those stories that'll help somebody as well is because when even our kids and even our adult kids, you know, they still watch and they still learn. Oh yes. so I have a 27 year old beautiful daughter in Philly and, you know, she, she was just, she, she, Going through a little bit of a transition. So, you know, when you're in corporate America and you have been there as well, sometimes, um, for one, you either get comfortable, two, you get, um, I won't say stuck in a position, but sometimes it's you're it stuck. Can in it can
1: feel that way. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, You don't realize the power that you have to when you journal it down and you write it out. So I told her for the next three weeks, I encourage you in the morning is to journal. Where do you see yourself? What position do you see yourself in? What city do you see yourself living in? What is that house that you want to move in? What does it look like? Like get all of those clarities just coming to your vision. And, you know, sometimes we all can come up with excuses. Well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. But You know, especially for her, I said, I know that you walk to the gym every single morning. So if you feel like you're running out of time, you have your phone in your hand all the time. So you're going to journal it right there on your phone every single day. And do you know, like even last night, she says it made a difference already because I forgot what I really wanted to do.
1: Yes, I, and it's the visualization of it all. I think that when you're able to visualize it, and I think sometimes with journaling, you'll notice like, oh, two weeks you're writing in there, I "hate my boss, I hate my boss, I hate my boss, I hate my boss," and you you just deal with that. It becomes the norm. But when you're able to look back on it, and you're like, oh my gosh, I felt the same exact thing for two weeks. What am I doing here? And I think it just puts things into perspective a lot more because you you realize that. Okay, this is not healthy behavior, whereas if you're living day to day, you tend to forget what you felt the day before and the day before. And you just continue to go forward in that pattern, whereas when you're able to look back on it and reflect, you then can make a decision like, okay, this has been three weeks or three months or three years and running something has to change. And I remember somebody telling me, if you don't make time, you'll run out of time. And yeah. that's something that's stuck in the back of my brain that it's true. And that's one of the big things that's propelled me forward with that is that yeah. you have to make time for those changes or you'll you'll reach the end. I
0: guess, exactly. And uh, just like uh, I sort of coached him this morning is if you're constantly looking to tomorrow, you're missing the blessing of today. Yes. So all we have really is to today and season today and making the most of today and impacting somebody else's life today. Exactly. So I so appreciate you taking the time, Steph, and being here. I'd love for you to tell them where they can find you if you have a group as well and a website, whatever you can leave them with
1: sure so i have my podcast i can have success secrets which you can find on itunes um, spotify iHeartRadio, the typical places (laughs) that you listen to your podcast. You can find me online, too, at StephEssery.com. And I have a few freebies there. I am working on a group. I have a Facebook page, Second Half Success Secrets. I just started the Second Half Success Playbook. And in there, we're going to just be exploring, you know, now that you've discovered there is more to life and there is more to living. I want to achieve X, Y, and Z, and how do I do that? And we're going to be creating some actionable plans and being able to try to move them in those directions. So that's in the works. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, it'll be live and I'll be moving people in there. But um, you know, listen to those podcasts. I have some incredible stories that people can listen to as well, where people, women are in that same season of life as they are, and they share with them how they were stuck how they got unstuck and how they're now living the life that they've always dreamed about living.
0: I love that. I always like listen to a podcast now. Like when I'm getting in the car, I never turn on the radio. I'm always putting on my podcast or walking the dog. I'm putting on my podcast. So yes. I know.
1: I know. And, Listen, and thank you so much. I just want to say thank you for what you're doing too and putting those stories out there because it makes me feel really good for what our children's lives are going to look like in the future because of what someone like you is doing as well. And it's changing things for them.
0: Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. world changers all of us
1: we We are and i encourage everybody that's listening to you as well to to do that make some change. oh
0: well thank you again so much and hopefully like the women will see you in here but you can pop your links in here after we're done as well but have a great day stephanie
1: i appreciate it any of you
0: yeah. Any of you that are listening on the podcast is if you have not subscribed to Steps or if you have not subscribed to Fulfilled After Fifty Five, we encourage you to do that. But we have hope you have a awesome, amazing day, everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.